Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Everybody, welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. I am Mike Rains, aka Poker and Politics, and I am joined as always by Sarge. Hello from the internet. And the mysterious L. Good day, my beautiful babies. This time I'm from Australia. <laughs> Crikey. That's <laughs> uh, Doyle Dundee. Oh, our globe-trotting, uh, witty commentator L, uh, now visiting us from down under, as it were, uh, with this- a pitch-perfect accent. Oh, yeah. oh, sparkling, immaculate accent. So uh, this week, it's like Paul Hogan, right really, here, you can really feel the whole of the Ozone. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, so this week we have uh, just all kinds of craziness that has happened because, like, pretty much right after uh, we had finished recording uh, last week's podcast, suddenly QAnon decided that actually Babbitt was the greatest hero we've ever seen. And then this week uh, we found out that uh, our boy Donald, we, we now have the date when the groundswell of support for Donald Trump's return to the presidency will occur. This uh, Titanic event will be revealed to you shortly after we play our content warning. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Oh, man. Yeah. In an event we're calling Freaky Friday, 
Yes. Uh, yes. Trump is back. Well, we'll be back in, in just over a month. Yes. In just over a month, our dear boy, Donald Trump, is going to uh, maybe sort of kind of uh, become president, as it were, uh, because I think you I, mean uh, continue to be president because <laughs> yeah. you never stopped, right? That's never stopped. Uh, yeah, what, what, he never stopped, never stopping. James Wood got in the suit so he could Trump could go to rallies. Trump's like mall Santas, right? There, anyone can be Trump. I can be Trump. You can be Trump, and just be shitty and lead racist rallies across the nation. It, it, it's really the trying to actually figure out what is the actual story that QAnon has about the presidency and who's doing what is uh, very difficult to ascertain. But uh, what we have right now is uh, Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy. And basically, the second most powerful man in America in the Republican Party, besides Donald Trump, uh, has now finally declared that his uh, grifter symposium is going to occur on August 12th, and they're going to reveal all the evidence to everybody. They're going to just reveal everything to the world, and that after this uh, live streamed, probably broadcast on OAN and Russia Today and all kinds of other incredibly reputable uh, media platforms. After all of this happens on August 13th, America will be crying out for Trump to be their president again, because the uh, absolutely undeniable proof that the election was stolen from Trump shall be revealed on the 12th. And uh, yeah, absolute uh, zero th- baby Thursday, the 12th is when the symposium happens, the Trump symposium. So everyone needs a day to digest it. And then on Friday the 13th, uh, that's when the the groundswell starts, right? And we yeah. get Freaky Friday. Yeah, we're going to have uh, just like mass protests, probably a general strike. America will right, shut right, right. down. Uh, JFK Jr. will reveal himself to be alive and uh, declare that he will be replacing the traitorous Mike Pence as uh, Trump's vice president. He will either uh, reveal that he is alive or he will simply rise from his grave. Yes. <laughs> oh, I, I... Rise from your grave. Oh, I, I, I hope that we get Altered Kennedy. That would be the greatest of all Kennedys. Oh, man. Altered Kennedy sounds rad. So uh, this is... The, it's What's really weird about this is that Lindell had previously... Uh, sort of uh, backtracked on the whole big August payoff of this thing. And at, at one point in his uh, series of interviews he's been doing about this stuff, he was like, by the fall for sure, because he had previously said August, and he backtracked a little. But now he's ramping it up. He's basically giving himself like five weeks for this now because his big uh, reveal of the evidence is going to be uh, on the 12th, and then it's over. Then the deep state is defeated. That's- that's not enough time. The like, that's not enough time. There, we we have it here. Like, there's that idiot in Pennsylvania trying to get another audit going. That won't. He, like, literally has no chance of starting in five weeks and will not start. Period. But what? Five weeks is not enough time for anything to get the momentum that he wants to happen because it hasn't happened in the past six months. 
what's so strange about this is that uh, the Arizona audit, they said their report uh, chronicling all the fraud and corruption they've uncovered will come out in quote unquote August. They haven't said when in August, but that's just when they're going to release the report. So he might be like, like bigfooting them. He might be like stepping on them for all he knows. He might have his big symposium on the 12th and then like, uh, Cyber Ninjas is going to try to like like get some press by releasing their report on the 13th. They'd be like, hey, here's the fraud we found. And by the way, the Arizona Attorney General isn't going to arrest anybody because our evidence is bullshit. And uh, we got to go. Thanks for the bag of money, suckers. Um, I actually saw on Telegram last night uh, someone posted a thing where they were like, hey, uh, the Arizona audit uh, funding they've made a uh, hundred thousand dollars and then they what? Were so, that's nothing. Well, they recently like someone had done yeah, a report from uh, Mark DiPernero regarding uh, money. Cyber ninjas uh, had raised approximately $107,000 over the past 24 hours. And if you, and if you add in yesterday morning, we're now at $177,000. So, they are just raking in the the cash from these poor suckers that think they're going to do anything. I mean, it's it shows you why they're doing it. it, it I mean, it is such an effective scam. Uh, L L, come over here, huddle up with me. We What's need to get rid of we we need to get rid of all our morals so we can actually make some money. So. Uh, after this, we're going to brainstorm what our grift is. I think we just have to pick anything kind of terrible and we can make a hundred thousand dollars a day. So Doug, this is the grift, this podcast, it, it is the grift. I, I've been, I've been saying it for years. Blue Anon is the new Q Anon. At some point they're going to become super target rich. And then we're just going to, we're just going to date. We're going to keep digging long after we hit oil. When we're going to dig right Mike into their souls. When do we, are we letting Mike in on the grift? Mike, you're in in the grift. We need to get rid of our morals. Uh, okay, uh, I'm I'm good with that. I mean, there there are so many people that like run like th- that run blue and on scams that are like actually just the exact same thing as QAnon. It's so funny. Like, uh, there's this Twitter account called like Bad Company with two D two Ds and bad because he's like too cool for school. And all that guy does, all that guy does is just post stuff about, oh, they got all these indictments. Oh, Trump's going down. Let me tell you, Bob. Oh, it's, it's Yeah, wait until you find out what's on uh, Donnie Trump Jr.'s laptop. It's going to freak your bean. Oh, it, it, all of that. And uh, that guy's got almost like 40,000 followers on Twitter and pretty much like like so many of the people that uh, follow me follow this guy and all he does is just post that bullshit. I mean, it's just, it's so ridiculous. And it just, has he been I, selling freedom coins as well? Is he, is he also on that, that, that coin grift? Oh, I wish I, I, I wish he had Biden coins, gold plated coins of Joe Biden. <laughs> so great. Uh, I, I, I don't understand all these people that are just like, have this Charlie Brown mentality of I am going to continue to listen to this person that has been wrong, that has moved the football out from under me every single time, every single time they pull that football away. But no, this is the time they are both going to be right. And I'm going to kick that football. Like, 
well, I don't get it. It's a it, well, a it's some cost fallacy, and yeah. also it's an it's the thing that what you're doing is exciting and engaging and fun. This is entertainment and the entertainment is this weird belief that, you know, the secret truth about the evil liberals and that one day you're going to be vindicated and your family's going to find out that you were right and they were wrong. I mean, it just plays on so many different emotions that make people susceptible to this kind of stuff. And you just see, so many of these grifters. I think my favorite kind of my favorite QAnon promoter when it comes to this stuff and the emotional manipulation is uh, the pep- the Peppy Lives Matter person uh, because their posts are just like so over the top and intense about emotional support and understanding and we're all in this together, brothers. Let's do this and like this morning they were just over the moon because and it's like so funny that like. The president of Haiti gets assassinated, and they're happy about it. They're excited. Like, like, can you imagine thinking of like a story like that? Like this, like the a head of state has been killed, and your reaction is, "Ooh, boy, this is what's going on here." I mean, it's like uh, my reaction would be to be like horrified and kind of like sad. And Clinton uh, fans rejoice. Yeah, yeah. our girl got another one. She did it. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just this mentality that you're living in a world that is just way more exciting and way more high stakes than the world you really live in, especially if you're a middle class white American with a job. I mean, it's just if you're just like going through the motions, putting a little in your savings, planning that vacation, doing things. I mean, it's a living, but. This world these people live in is so extreme and crazy, and God and the devil are exchanging punches and all this stuff. And you're just watching yeah, all this. It's a Jason Bourne novel. It's like, a Jason Bourne novel that you're a part of. I mean, you're just you're just a character in that movie, and maybe your spicy meme will be the thing that brings Jason Bourne to victory, and he'll beat the bad guys. I mean, it's just it's this immersive ARG that uh, just has these people like invested and to actually uh, look at all the failed predictions and look at all the times it was wrong. All that does is bum you out and make you sad. And you just, you just want to keep chasing that dragon. You just want to keep having fun. Let's see when I feel that way, I watch a Mothman documentary and I just go, yep, that would be cool. Like I don't try and I don't storm the Capitol. And, and yeah. would a Mothman be cool, Sarge? Isn't the Mothman a dangerous in, interloper in, in concept? Yes, very awesome. Uh, in actuality, I would definitely like piss myself if like a Mothman show up and psychically communicated to me that America's crumbling infrastructure meant uh, like a hundred odd people were going to die the next day. Oh, yeah. Uh, And that was obviously, again, uh, stopping the 31 terabytes of data from being exposed because McAfee's dead man switch was in that building, which is uh, one of those lovely little things. Everything is about the bridge. It was a bridge collapse. How dare you mix up your your Mothman lore, you you Luddite. (laughs) That's me. uh, I am not the Mothman expert on this podcast. That is I I I think that Mike was just giving you too much credit to be weaving 
putting in your Mothman lore with a topical reference about that horrible disaster. I couldn't let him get away with with mixing up. We can't confuse. We can't muddy the water on Mothman. This is important. He started showing up in Chicago because Virginia and West Virginia are boring. So he took off to Illinois. Yeah, I hate to break it to you, but I don't think most people give a fuck about the Mothman. I think that's just like more is the pity. I think that's just. I think that's just. That's just like. That's just cryptozoophile shit. Like, you know, you, once you start dipping your toe into that water after after you get hooked in by Bigfoot or Nessie, then you graduate to Mothman. It's like it's it's like crypto. It's like cryptid one hundred and two. <laughs> I just want a big, muscly, sexy Mothman to carry me away from all these troubles. Uh, most of us do. Most of us do. Did, I found out like a couple of years ago that the uh, the New Jersey Devils hockey team is not named for Moloch or uh, Lucifer. It's actually named for like their urban legend. There's an actual monster called the New Jersey Devil that lives in. New yeah, Jersey. you've never heard of the yeah. Jersey Devil? No, yeah, I had man. not heard of that. I, right. I, I it's I, part I, of that. Sa- it's part of that same cryptid 102 class you take. Yeah, if, uh, clearly, I, I need to take cryptid 102. I'm, I'm right. behind. <laughs> I'm behind. That's that's going to be Sarge's premium content for the podcast. Is Cryptid 102? He's going to go. Pine Barrens is supposedly haunted by a lady's thirteenth child because she was just so sick of having kids. She said, "If I have one more, let it be a devil." Now the the true deep dive story on all that is it it all comes back to anti semitism. But what doesn't? But yeah. <laughs> No, no. You thought you thought it was named after the Christian devil? No, it's no. it's all a uh, an urban legend, cryptid uh, nonsense. The Pine Barrens are filled with uh, a devil baby. Oh uh, no! I just never put any thought into the Jersey Devil's name. I just thought it was kind of like bold. We all no, know the I... scariest professional sports team name is the Washington Football Team. <laughs> <laughs> The scariest part of the name of the Washington football team is uh, they they had said that that was a placeholder name for the team for uh, last year and this year, and that they were going to come up with a new name. And then one team official uh, came out like a couple weeks ago or so and said, you know, we might just stick with Washington football team. I mean, it's it's catching on with people. People are trying to work at it. Yeah, you can't offend anyone by being named where you are and what you are. Washington. Well, you're still going to be offending uh, the the British, especially, but really anyone else who exists not in America, where football is a much more popular game called soccer. <laughs> just be Eagles too. Just Washington <laughs> Eagles too. We're just we're also the Eagles. I I'm I'm waiting for them to the, I'm because because Dan Snyder is the worst owner in all of sports and on the entire globe, not just in America. I'm pretty much waiting for them to uh, at the end of the season say, okay, we are now the Washington blue lives matter. And they just have the thin blue line as their logo on their helmet. It's not <laughs> hard. You just pick a fucking animal that isn't already being used in your league. Yeah. But like all the cool there, animals are already being used. I think that what they should do is they should just throw their muscle muscle around and just be like, we are now introducing ourselves as the rebranded Washington bills. It's <laughs> like get it like money, and then Buffalo's just like, uh, it's like, hey, bills can be two things. Just be cool. No, no joke. I almost was like, Lions isn't taken. There's no Lions football team, and there, there really isn't. That's yeah. the problem. Oh my god, the poor Detroit Lions. Those absolute bums. 
Oh. I think they should go hard the other way and be the Washington Parrots. Just what the fuck are we supposed to be talking about right now? Bill, like, Bill Cosby. I can't even remember anymore. Bill Cosby. First, How the hell did we get here for Bill Cosby? No, <laughs> we, we, we never got there, but like, I, I'm just taking us back in. Uh, you can pick. You want to talk about Bill Cosby or Ashley Babbitt? Uh, we'll do Bill. We'll do Bill Cosby because it's a, I, as sad as and horrible as it is. It's kind of a lighter, smaller topic for what's going on. Oh, or we can talk on. about Moise. I was supposed to chastise Mike for talking about Moise, but then not segueing into that headline, but just sort of like <laughs> having it be part of the Freaky Friday headline we were talking about. <laughs> that, yeah, that's that's fair. I deserve that chastisement. So yes, uh, this is the this is the thing about this kind of stuff. We have um, breaking news that came out this morning that the president of Haiti was assassinated, and you're supposed to uh, like be horrified. You're supposed to be uh, concerned about what's happening in the world, and instead, we just have these people that are just like, "Oh, Clinton's got another one." Hey, that's that's just what's going on, and. Even on that level, even on the level of these like, these QAnon jamokes uh, being upset that uh, that Hillary killed another one of her sworn enemies, it's like, why is she still free? If like if this was like an actual like, like if this was an actual story in the world where there was a mass murderer, terrorist mastermind conducting all these crimes. Wouldn't we, wouldn't we be like talking about how uh, they should be caught, how they how they should be stopped from what they're doing? I mean, I know I know this is ancient history, but in two thousand four, it was like a lot of people were really upset at the fact that uh, John Kerry's political campaign against Bush for the presidency wasn't entirely. Why haven't you caught Bin Laden yet, you giant fucking moron? Like, why is the guy that killed 3,000 Americans still free? And every now and then they would ask W. They'd be like, yo, W, why, why haven't you got the guy that killed all those Americans? He'd be like, oh, no, whatever. I don't care. I'm in Iraq now. So it's like that should be the way QAnon is. They should just be like, why hasn't Q or Trump arrested Hillary and Bill yet? Why haven't they shown us the uh, the Wiener laptop with the Hillary face carving video? But because they know they're LARPing, because they know this is all yeah. dumb shit, they never actually ask anyone to do anything. They just, like, shake their... It, it's pro-wrestling. It, they're just mad that Ric Flair hit Dusty Rhodes of a steel chair and pinned him, and, oh, that rascally nature boy, he's going to get him next time when, when they're in the steel cage and those four horsemen can't interfere. I mean, it's just that. It's just this Wow, dumb... what an ancient reference. It is. It is. I mean, it's just this old, tiny male soap opera nonsense. That's that's what they're all about, and it's just what they what they it's what they do, and they admit this because they never ever hold their heroes to account for this shit. Like when your sports ball team loses a game, you yell at the quarterback, you yell at the head coach, you get mad about them screwing things up. You don't say, oh, oh, well, the other team won. Waka waka, get them next time. I mean, it's just, it's just not how the way it works. But in QAnon land, like their, their team, they never, they never call their team to account for anything. They never wonder why they haven't gotten the job done in the last four odd years. Uh, I mean, 
what are they gonna once they start doing that it all falls apart we talk about this all the time like once they start holding themselves to account they have to go through and look at everything and that just it it all house of cards falls apart yeah, I was about to say it's House of Cards, but with a Q instead of a C because it's our <laughs> brand. Boom, nailed it. Listeners, I'm going to let you in on behind the curtain a little. Uh, L writes up our show notes, and any place he can put a Q, he does. And Those it, jokes are just for us. It, we constantly, it constantly trips me up because I, while reading, will try and say the Q, and it is not possible. <laughs> there you go. There's your there's your peek behind the curtain. Oh my god. Yeah. And so and but like Haiti is a big part of their whole cabal thing, right? That I figured we'd I know it just happened, but they're like Haiti yeah, is it where, Haiti where we get some of our precious, precious adrenochrome that is like of the highest quality. Yeah. Yeah. This was one of the earliest Q drops where uh Q was sort of uh trying to get his sea legs under him to figure out what his audience wanted to hear from him. And he decided that um, the whole idea of uh, the Democrats um, keeping uh, black people confused, poor, and voting Democrat because they're being misled and tricked, um, that would all end uh, when the truth about Haiti is revealed. It was Q Drop 9 where um, Q just did the whole uh, Dinesh D'Souza Hey, did you know the Democrats were the party of the Confederacy and the KKK? I mean, there's just this whole thing where it's like, do you know American History 101? Just the most boilerplate, ridiculous crap in the world. And then... But um, did you know that, Mike? Did you know any <laughs> of that? I, I did. I, I'm not good on my Mothman and my New Jersey Devil, but I'm really good about the Civil War and American history. Those are things that I care uh, a lot about. <laughs> you got uh, that one. I got that one. And Q just Q just puts out put out this vague statement that was, quote, what happens if the truth about Haiti is released? Do D's lose the majority of the vote? And it, just the idea that Democrats just go to Haiti and feast on children all the time. Haiti's filled with clean babies. Oh, clean. God. The cleanest clean of babies. The cleanest of babies. I mean, I don't know a lot about Haiti, but based on what I've seen of Haiti, I'm not entirely convinced that's true. <laughs> right? Aren't they still, like, recovering from that devastating earthquake and then hurricane that hit them, like, you know, back to back relatively? It was, like, over the course of, like, five years or whatever. Yeah, uh, that sounds right. Yeah, I, I don't think they ever quite recovered from that <laughs> devastating, devastating earthquake. Yeah, every. I mean, it's just they are. I mean, they're one of the most. Uh, like, uh, Haiti is one of those things that Republicans would not like to talk about in the quote unquote critical race theory, aka any history that doesn't make white people look great is bad uh, world they live in, because. After uh, Haiti uh, kicked Napoleon's ass and got their independence, Europe and also to a large extent America was just sort of like, oh, look, uh, an island nation of black people running themselves successfully. That would be bad if it actually got out of hand. So a lot of uh, the trading, a lot of the deal making, a lot of interacting with Haiti was based on a lot of racism and making sure that Haiti never never got too cool for school because then that might 
make it so that white people find out they're not the only people capable of running a functioning modern society. You sh- but, you shut up. You yeah. shut up. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. I, I didn't. Yeah, mean, yeah. I, I didn't mean to tip the apple cart by uh, talking about uh, stuff that actually happened in history. Well, uh, I mean, hi- historically, uh, that is true about white people, but only because when white people find out that other people are attempting it, we go and fuck their shit all up. <laughs> we just go in and smash all their stuff, and they're just like savages. See <laughs> the, yeah, see the history of America. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's that's just what we do, and uh, so also uh, in the, the not, not through the segue of all about white people breaking stuff. Uh, so again, January sixth, the, the January sixth riots are back in the news because now uh, the right wing uh, QAnon extremists, everyone, we had all our different working theories on who who and what actually Babbitt was. Was she a left-wing plant that had been put into the riot in an effort to make everyone look bad that was there? Was she uh, a fault? Was she not really dead, as according to Ghost Ezra, and just a crisis actor that made things look weird? And right, now right. we have officially settled on right-wing martyr. Ashley Babbitt is now a hero who uh, was murdered by an evil, nefarious police officer. And um, this is something that needs to be uh, talked about. We need to... we need to find out the truth about who killed Ashley Babbitt, this poor woman. And it's uh, really, it's really amazing the way that these people are are downplaying uh, like, again, what happened on the six where literally a mob of people tried to, uh, a mob of people took a delightful vacation to our nation. They took, they took a scampering little walk. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Just a bunch of tourists that were invited there. They were invited there by the president, obviously. Yes. Um, Invited by the president, who uh, he was just a uh, an honest man who just wanted to uh, have those people witness uh, an important part of American history: the certifying of the electoral college's votes. to make Joe Biden officially, totally, absolutely the president of the president elect of the United States for forever, for forever, and um, this um, and this situation was just, uh, and then those people taking up the president on his advice happened to walk into the Capitol building, which the doors were mysteriously open for some reason, and nobody smashed through any windows or broke down any doors to get in, and. Absolutely, at no point were uh, people breaking down windows and trying to get even deeper inside the Capitol with police on the other side of this door. With nobody, their- nobody peed in anyone's office. No, nope, no one did that. Wait, and- I think you guys are full of shit. I think all of this stuff happened. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> This is the grift. We were pivoting the podcast to the grift. We were trying to placate QAnon of all this stuff. Like, n- like as much as uh, QAnon hates the apostate, they love the convert even more. So in our 50th episode, when I shockingly uh, flipped and became a QAnon believer, that was how I was going to ingratiate myself to the end of them and start making $100,000 a day running some scam. Like, 
an actually Babbitt legal fund that I have no right to start, but I'm going to do it anyways. And then just take the money and go to Mexico with it. It's just free money. It's just free money. It's right there. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, and uh, so Paul Gosert uh, released a, had a press release about this, and he talked about how um, this Capitol police officer was lying in wait and gave no warning before executing. Yeah, and it's like lying in wait inside the barricaded, like congressional chamber, the the floor of Congress. He was lying in wait. This Capitol police officer, I've. Oh my god. I, I don't even know what to do with that. Lying in wait. Yeah, yeah. He he woke up that morning and was like, I'm gonna hide behind this barricaded uh door and window. And when someone breaks the window down so that someone can jump through that window in an attempt to unlock the door from the other side, so that they can let a mob of people who Let's not forget, we're chanting, hang Mike Pence. They wanted to kill the vice president of the United States and any member of Congress they could get their hands on on their way to Mike Pence. That was just a goof, though. Can, you, <laughs> yeah. uh, can, can anybody take a joke these days? <laughs> <laughs> this goddamn cancel culture. I mean, they're so, everyone's just so sensitive. Just a bunch of uh, beta snowflakes who just can't take a little uh, edgy humor. And when you say that you want to hang the vice president of the United States, you're talking about uh, metaphorically hanging him. Yeah, you- a guy like Bill Burr could never get famous in today's climate, to which I say, good. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh my god! I've honestly like never really uh, the appeal of Bill Burr has never it's never hit me. I've never felt what, it. What do you think Cosby's chances of getting famous today are? Um, right now, about I mean, Cosby's bit. already famous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I think I, I think uh, you know, if, if we went back to vintage, like you know, Bloom back on the rose or whatever pre-serial sexual offender and rapist Bill Cosby. Uh, if we went back in time, I think his shtick is just too boring for him to get over today. Like, what's he going to do? Make wholesome TikTok videos and get over that way? He was never very funny. Uh, yeah, I've listened to some of his old stand-up before, back when, and uh, I was like, I, I mean, it got laughs out of me, but... I mean, whatever. Maybe if he had a puppet... that's that's how that's how you get over when your material sucks he needs three racist puppets he needs how did how is that guy still around i mean could you imagine bill cosby reacting to like cardi b like could you imagine bill cosby's take on wap when that came out i can't i like you're just laying it, this it, trap in front of me to do a Cosby voice, and I absolutely can't it, need, need I remind you that before Bill Cosby was famous for being a serial sex offender, he was also famous for having a bunch of bad hot takes on the status of like black culture, quote unquote, these days. He would just be like railing against like people sacking their pants and stuff. Yeah. And it's just like, Bill Cosby, who the fuck are you? Like, dude. You're you like he was irrelevant when he was saying that stuff, and that was like 15 years ago. It's like Bill Cosby, you haven't been relevant since the 80s. Why don't you shut your trap? Yeah, I, I, I am just reading over, uh, segueing back between our two, our two heroes in American culture, Bill Cosby and Ashley Babbitt. Wow, reading- M- Mike, desperate not to let this segue go. He, no, he no. has a uh, breaking news. We have more Ashley Babbitt news. 
the Cosby no, segue is over. Now it's time no, to hear about Ashley Babbitt. No, I, I just, I just, this, I just love how disingenuous this piece of shit, Paul Gosert. I mean, it's just, I really can't believe that we have I mean, that Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lowen Barbert and all these other fucks that like they managed to steal the spotlight from this guy, this guy who is such a colossal piece of shit. He's in a district he basically can't lose, but he had his own siblings. He had like four of his siblings run an ad endorsing his opponent. They were like, our brother sucks. This guy is terrible. Please do not vote for him. We understand that you're all dumb Republicans and that the R next to his name means you're going to vote for him, but don't, you don't get it. This guy is just a monster. He's actually like one of the worst people that has ever lived on this earth. There's someone, there's another politician that happened to where basically all of his siblings were like, and his like own children were like, yo, he really sucks. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, uh, he's, this is the quote. He says, actually, Babbitt, a 110 pound woman with nothing in her hands, not a rock, not a stick or a bat, was shot dead by an unknown police officer. And not it's like a stick or a bat. Isn't yep. a bat just basically a stick? <laughs> Not a stick or a baton or a bat or a club or a rod. Oh, yes, or a rod or a lace just... of wood. <laughs> yeah. One of those is what we usually call a synonym for the other. Yeah, no, but... no, no. But I, I, I just love the lack of context. Like, don't. What was she doing, Paul? Can you, can you tell me what she was doing when she got shot? Because. You can't because that would just ruin the whole narrative of this bullshit. I mean, it's just it's so absurd that this is this is where we are. But I, now I will I will I will drop my hatred of uh, Mr. Gosart and go to my, our hatred of Bill Cosby. <laughs> I only get one good segue a month, and you walked all over it. I'm a monster. I, I, I mean, wow. What, what, were you were you really punching your ticket for that one on on your your good segue for the month? Because <laughs> yeah. That's it. No, you guys don't like we talked about it and they're like, Sarge, why don't you do the segues? And I was like, okay, I'm excited about it. And it turns out I'm very bad at it. And I hope you listeners find it charming. And I like right now, my ratio is about one a month. That was it. And we okay. walked backwards through it. But now I'm supposed to organically just get back into talking about Bill Cosby. Like, how do you do no, that? Now, now we're going to uh, now we're going to Matt Gates and how his wingman is. Not being sentenced, his sentence is set for uh, a month from now, but they have pushed it back because he is cooperating so much. He's cooperating so well. They're like, we we have too much to do. See, I would have suggested for this one, speaking of innocent young women and shafts of wood in their hand, Matt Gates <laughs> and Tucker Carlson are back in the news. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I I really hope that like uh, L creates business cards one day that just like stay the smoothest segues, just like literally funny, effervescent, and segues, just all of these things. Um, <laughs> I like I, I I we need to we need to think of the 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 not cultural uh like stealing uh, cultural appropriation. There we go, version of the Pyme mustache. So I could just like put one of those on, like a white, a white guy version of that, like a, like a full length handlebar mustache. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Just drag down to the bottom. But yeah, well, I'll, I'll get you. I'll whip you guys into shape, segue style. Oh, I, I, yeah, that was <laughs> slowly getting better. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, oh, oh boy, uh, Matt Gates's buddy can't wait to take off the the prosecution's pants 
You just like go for it as if though there were some underage girl in a Miami a Miami nightclub or whatever. <laughs> so uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Our boy, our boy Joel Greenberg uh, has uh, his lawyers have uh, filed uh, motions that his level of cooperation is so extreme, so intense that uh, we need to delay his sentencing a little while here in order for him to uh, give all the possible dirt that he can to they're uh, filing for a reach around motion yes yes uh i mean it's it's really it, it, it i mean it's one of these it's really amazing to me that you have these events where uh a democrat is accused of something and they resign like all their committee chairs or all their committee chairs and then they may even just like leave office like uh Katie Hill got run out of Congress over uh, revenge. People, someone who like, like posted revenge porn against her, and that was enough to like trigger her to resign because it was like scandalous that these like naked photos of her got out on the internet and all this kind of stuff. Yet Matt Gates is a credibly accused. Uh, sex offender who targeted underaged women and he's still on committees. He's still grilling witnesses about stuff that's going on. Yeah, dude, if, if, if people, if fucking conservatives find out that you have an OnlyFans account and you happen to be like a high school teacher or whatever, then they, they will crucify you. They, they will make sure that you never work again in your life. They will take everything from you. But Matt Gates, you know, he could be credibly accused diddler of young girls or whatever and uh he just still gets to be the upper echelons of our political system his buddy who's cooperating so much that they can't sentence him in a month like he confessed to one of the six charges that he confessed to was underage sex trafficking like they had him so dead to rights that he was like yep there's no getting out of that one Underage sex trafficking, that's a thing I did. And, like, Matt Gates, who he did that with, is still just, you know, doing his day job in Congress. So... The only the only thing that the only thing Matt Gates has lost in this whole thing is like his appearance slot on Fox News. Like that's literally it. <laughs> yeah, because Tucker Carlson is just like you keep him away from me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like because because uh, Tuck Tuck, um, as we uh, had talked about last week, I believe he had mentioned that uh, the NSA was out to get him, and sure are. Yeah, and the NSA had uh, gone after his uh, text messages. Then he claimed that they were after his emails and all of this kind of stuff. And now today, uh, Tucker Carlson has claimed that the uh, NSA has leaked his emails to uh, evil, scandalous journalists who are are going to um, publish those things. Tucker's actual statement you is... You got yeah. nothing to hide, you got nothing to fear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, L, living in the post-9-11 world of the Patriot Act and all that good stuff that we were told of back in those days. Uh, but yeah, our boy Tuck said, yesterday I learned, and this is going to come out soon, that the NSA leaked the contents of my email to journalists in an effort to discredit me. Uh, 
what could Tucker Carlson have in an email that would discredit him in the eyes of Fox News? Like, what what could possibly be in that email where his listener base would be like, nope, we're not listening to you anymore, Tuck, we're done here. It's got, he already had to take a forced vacation for um, very credible sexual harassment claims. So I have to imagine it's like sexual harassment related right uh i mean I, I, that would be like the kind of like the honest like reality option for like what could possibly be happening like in my head i'm just thinking that like one of those emails is just him talking to somebody and saying something like you know kamala harris wouldn't be that bad a president if something were to happen to biden she's sharp she gets it and it's just like tucker carlson like thinks a a, a woman of color could actually be president like that's it. Tucker canceled off Fox News immediately. We're we're gonna put Stephen Crowder in his spot and get back to the hard stuff. I mean, oh, yeah, he's just like you know. Gross. I don't really think that this critical race theory is something worth talking about anymore. So ooh, how scandalous! Ooh, consequ- the conservative consequence culture him right now for daring <laughs> to say such a thing. He's like maybe the white man should be held accountable for, and I'm canceled. Oh no. Actually, no, I just thought of it. The the email is Tucker saying, you know, I had both my Pfizer shots and I've had no side effects. Worked great. I mean, just just, just something where Tuck just totally uh, admits that he's playing a character on television and the real him is hyper vaccinated and totally cool with pretty much everything that's happening in America these days. He's like, wow, I found out what QAnon was with just like a simple Google search. It was so easy to find them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel I feel like my writer's room might be lying to me. <laughs> we did it, boys. We got there. Yeah, man. Yeah, Tucker Carlson's emails that have been leaked and were stolen definitely have to have, like, sexual harassment. Like, God damn it, I wish I could stop sexually harassing all these women. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or just, like, communique, but, like, communiques between him and journalists, like, you know providing a smoking gun for those accusations that he's just been leaking info like a sieve and that he secretly hated Trump and all this stuff. That'd oh, that'd be great. Be- I, I would like, you know, it would be incredible to see Tucker Carlson get, get felled by precious emails. Oh, Cause God. conservative, because to, to the conservative uh, mind, especially the conspiracy theory minded conservatives out there, nothing, nothing is more powerful than the almighty email. Oh yeah. God. <laughs> I mean, we're still talking about Hillary's emails, and she didn't get elected. If the pen is mightier than the sword, then emails, my God. Like, <laughs> the email. That, 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 that is truly what it means to go beyond. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. The, the funniest thing about this is like uh, less than a month ago, they tried to make hay out of those Fauci emails that they got from that Freedom of Information Act. And they were like, oh, my God, the Fauci emails. Oh, he's admitting to all of it. And now that that story came and went. I mean, no, like if you ask somebody what was in the Fauci emails, they would have no idea. They would just say that they were scandalous and he should have been fired. I mean, that well, was. I mean, even if even if the fucking if if Tucker if Tucker Carlson, Carlson's emails came out and the most recent one was uh, subject line how to make a nuclear bomb delivered to. Uh, terrorist at isis.org <laughs> the, like you know our, our our buddies at the republican party would still figure out a way to spin that that you know uh tuck had our back the whole time those were secret double fake plans for nuclear bomb making <laughs> double secret extra suspension yes oh man I, I i'm thinking of uh i'm thinking of tucker carlson now explaining like he's, he's got like a centrifuge in his basement he's getting weapons grade uranium oh if only if only we could have a super villain as uh tucker carlson being that villain in our in the story of our world that that's what QAnon actually lives that's what they think hillary is that's what they think all their enemies are they does super villain tucker carlson have a super a super villain name or is he like Lex Luthor? Uh, I think that he's probably just like kind of Lex Luthor. He's just like the established like public persona of this monster that doesn't need to like hide behind any kind of like mask or anything. That's why, I mean, eventually in 2024, we'll have President Tuck and it'll be great. I mean, that'll just be the world we live in. We'll have upgraded from Trump to Tuck uh, Everlasting. Oh, God. I knew it was there. I knew it was there. What, are uh, you suggesting that for his superhero name? Villain, villain. A super villain name. That's awful. Yeah. Why? Why? Why would? Why would he choose a super villain name that draws comparisons to that movie? <laughs> I don't. What's that movie about? I have no idea. See, this is this is why it's a shitty super villain name. People will just be like, "I've heard of that stupid movie, but I don't think I ever saw it." Uh, I, I think. I think if he has a super villain name, he just does like what The Rock did and just like shortens his name straight to the Tuck. And just becomes that. He just becomes a hyper-arrogant, cocky douchebag that just uh, embraces the fact that he's, like, literally a a billionaire heiress. I could just just do what what Sarge did, do some some word association. Nip-tuck, am I right? Nip-tuck. Oh, no, Nip-tuck's not bad. That that was a show, right, that people liked? (laughs) That was a show. <laughs> it, it, it even it even starred that guy who went on to play uh, Doctor Doom, who was a supervillain. So you see, it's it's all connected. Wow, it's all part I... of the plan. Oh God, <laughs> trust the plan. See, we're doing it, guys. We're sh- we're pivoting. We're pivoting to the other side. We're gonna be raking in that do re mi any day now. Yeah, we're gonna be, <laughs> bro. I can feel the storm wave. <laughs> it's so gnarly. There's oh shit! No. It's that guy. Yeah, you you weren't expecting of all the of all the dumb characters for me to bring back up. It's like enthusiastic stormwave guy. Oh god! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. What oh. else do we have in the news? Uh we have uh, Donald- Trump wants to sue social media. I don't think we talked about that yet, did we? No, no, we, no, no we didn't. Nope. No. So yeah, Don- our boy Donald Trump. This was like breaking news. 
right before uh, we started recording that um, Donald Trump has filed a class action lawsuit against uh, Twitter and Facebook for uh, infringing upon his uh, First Amendment rights. Just because these people don't understand how the Constitution works or how the law works or fucking anything. Yeah, the the Founding Fathers definitely had constitutional protections in mind for social media on the Internet. Yes. They're big fans of that. They're just like, and then any company that makes a social media platform on the Internet has to let anybody say whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Oh God! I mean, yeah, it's just uh, it's just the most ridiculously silly thing the way they're doing the, the, this lawsuit. It's going to get thrown out of court the moment it gets in there. The moment a judge looks at it, he's going to laugh and throw it out. Uh, Trump is already fundraising off of his lawsuit. I yeah, I think that's what's actually happening. Oh. He's, and now I saw. Do you know if he's suing Facebook and Twitter or if he's suing Zuckerberg and Jack directly? Uh, I believe he's like suing the corporate entities. I don't think he's suing the uh, the just the, 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 them as, as people, um, because again, this is about uh, the whole I'm being kept off the internet by these big mean bad men, and I have. It's going to be hard to prove, considering he wasn't kicked off the internet. He had his own blog, and he only took it down because nobody was reading it. Yeah, uh, like people have access to him. <laughs> They yeah. just, they don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. It, this is, I mean, it, it's just, uh, uh, it, it's just very uh, ridiculous. Uh, my, my favorite thing is in the uh, class action lawsuit, the title, it, it, the plaintiff is uh, President Donald Trump, comma, the 45th president of the United States, comma, and then other people. Be- because that's, uh, that's how you file a lawsuit and make it totally legitimate and ultra believable. And he's the, seeking, uh, uh, according to this uh, HuffPo article I just read, he is seeking, and I quote, potentially trillions of dollars in damages. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Doctor Evil here, yeah, so. <laughs> just making numbers up, trillions of dollars. I feel like uh, I like his chances. It seems like he's probably going to get away with this one, and it, and then Facebook, Twitter. <laughs> And YouTube are all going to have to get together and pay him trillions of dollars. And then Donald Trump will be the world's first trillionaire and he can just buy the presidency. Yes. Uh, the defendants in, the, in this uh, lawsuit filed in Miami uh, Southern District Court is uh, Facebook Incorporated and Mar- Mark Zuckerberg. So that is uh, so they are suing the corporation of Facebook. I have not. I do not see the actual paperwork on the on the lawsuit against. I think it's adorable that Donald Trump is is trying to roll around in the mud with people that are actually rich. Yeah, well, like because like Donald Trump is a rich dude, but like he's going after like Zuckerberg and like he's going after like some of the richest entities on the planet. It's like, what are you doing? Stay to yeah, your Don- life. Donald Trump has fuck you money. He doesn't have fuck me money. Right. Like he has a lot, but he. Definitely doesn't have Jack and Zuckerberg money. No, I mean, and and the thing is, is like, uh, whenever uh, the kind of the smoke clears on the, his whole tax filings and the fact that uh, his uh, CFO just got pinched, and literally the Trump defense in that case is everybody does this. What do you mean it's illegal? <laughs> Whatever. So I mean, 
Lord knows how much money he's actually going to have after these lawsuits against the Trump organization uh, go through. Because, I mean, that could just be literally a house of cards and it turns out that he doesn't really own anything. And he's just been licensing the Trump name to a bunch of stuff. So uh, that's that's very, very likely. So, I mean, like you have Trump, who, again, is like wealthy, but not this wealthy. And he's going to be fighting people who have high powered lawyers. And also, uh, by the way, they have the law on their side. Like they these people, the, the, these lawyers are laughing. They're so happy he did this because they get to say, hey, Zuck. We're going to need like $4 million to throw this lawsuit out. And Zuckerberg's going to be like, that's an accounting error. I don't give a shit about that. And yeah, he's lawyers- like, what's a, what's a million? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, Sorry, I'm too bad running. I'm too busy running the cabal right now. Like, what, yeah, whatever. What, what do you need to hear? It's in petty cash. Right. Like my favorite that's one of my favorite things about the whole Arizona audit and how like all, all these QAnon people like freak out. Like, oh, we got him now. There was a motion before the court to, like, suspend the audit for a period of time. It might have been only a few days. It might have been a week, but whatever. But they could have put it through more litigation. But the Arizona Democratic Party didn't want to post a million-dollar bond to do those things. So it was like, fuck it. Let them do their dumb audit because we don't trust what will happen to this million dollars if we post it, whatever. So, like, the idea that the cabal could have tied this thing up in the courts for a while longer for the king's ransom of a million dollars and <laughs> didn't. And that's how we're going to find out the truth and that Trump really won the election. It always makes me laugh. It's like so hilarious that like the idea that a million dollars was the difference between winning and losing for the cabal and they just couldn't scrape up that money between Bezos, Zuckerberg, Soros, and the rest of the bad guys in that group that all are multi-multi-billionaires. It's just it's just so silly to me. But uh, yeah, Zucker, so I uh, none of these cases are mean anything, but Q and a drop posted quote-unquote class action lawsuits are very effective, which uh, maybe, I don't know, what would have been more effective is just winning the 2020 election, just remaining president. That probably would have been better. And I mean, but but even then, he still wouldn't have access to his precious his precious social media because <laughs> like fucking uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just think it's so it, it's so sad and dumb that this guy is uh, like that desperate to to be like you know heard when he says his dumb words. It's just you know, like I think that Donald Trump is like ninety percent grift, but the ten percent of him that is just desperate attention seeking baby is kind of uh, a bummer to watch in a different way than the rest of his life is a bummer. Yeah, these rallies. I mean, they're, it's so pathetic. Just watching. They're, they're baffling to me. I, I every week it's just like, oh, Trump held a new rally, and I'm like, what? Why? Like there's like, yeah, thanks. Thanks for paying your three hundred dollars to come tell me how great I am. Remember all that stuff I did? But he didn't do anything. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like like when he ran for president in 2016, at the very least, there was this idea of some level of optimism, like I'll fix things, I'll make things better, like believe in me and I will achieve great things for you. 
But now, literally, he's just like, God damn it. Like, I got that election was stolen from me, and it's a bunch of bullshit. And Biden's fucking everything up. And, well, I hope he doesn't fuck it up too bad, but he probably will. And it's just this guy whining. It's just a guy pouting that he lost, and he's sad about losing. And his audience is just like, but you didn't lose. Like, Mike Lindell's going to make you president again in five weeks. Keep hope alive, you beautiful orange baby. We love you. Yeah, he's got the the my pillow juice. Yes. How surreal is it that Mike Liddell? I should never have known that guy's name in my entire life. I never should have known. I feel like we, we had we had a conversation similar to this like a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. Yeah, we, we, we were do just like how, how bananas is it that Mike Lindell is like an important player in Trump's comeback? And it's ridiculous because you know the whole thing. It's like you know. In 20 or 30 years, when somebody decides to make a movie out of this for our uh, hologram headsets that we have in our flying cars, um, you know, we'll have a nice a nice laugh at whatever actor they get to play Mike Lindell, the surprise hero of the story. It, <laughs> it, remain, it is and remains baffling to me. And like every week, I just have to be like, why? Why do I know this idiot's name? Yeah, like literally the guy that did nothing but uh, spam your local radio stations and podcasts with his ads for his dumb pillow is now a big time mover and shaker in our political world. I mean, it's just it's if he wants my attention, he can turn his uh, talents towards making a my umbrella like the umbrella needs an update. Umbrellas suck and I hate them. It's been kind of rainy up here, which I'm trying not to complain about because the the west coast of the country is like literally on fire, uh, as it is every summer now, thanks to totally not uh, global climate change. No, but no, man, no. so it, it's been raining. I've been thinking about how just how much the umbrella just sucks. Like it does its job kind of well, provided there is no wind, and then if there's a single gust of wind, it will shatter your umbrella into a billion pieces. <laughs> And I'm just like, well, unfortunately, rain is frequently accompanied by wind. So how did this get through the R&D process? Like, let's let's put brighter minds together and make a better umbrella. That's the platform I'm running on. I can I can accept this. This is this does sound like make umbrellas great again. Oh, God, the the improved umbrella is a grift just waiting to happen. Uh, It's it's got to be out there. There are a handful of people in uh, like my hometown uh, that got to see a very messy, a very messy blow up of mine. I, I was walking to a dentist appointment and it was raining and I had my umbrella out and I stopped at this red light and I'm standing there, the pouring rain. And then a gust of wind just turned my umbrella inside out. And I got so frustrated with it that I just smashed my umbrella into a million pieces against the lamppost next to me. <laughs> I was furious over how bad, like, because it just wouldn't stop inverting. That was like the fourth or fifth time it had happened over my like five minute trip walking downtown. <laughs> Ugh, I hated it so much. So whoever was around me then, they got to see me have an authentic freak out moment where I just smashed this umbrella. And I was like, fuck it. I guess I'm just walking in the pouring rain now. Fucking cool. <laughs> I love this. So I got to my dentist appointment. I was literally soaked to the bone, but I would have been soaked to the bone anyway because my umbrella was just non-functional. That's why I freaked out. I was just holding this non-functional stick. You're just holding this non-functional stick that was nothing more than a windsock that was trying to like pull you off the ground. So, yeah, so I, I, in, in my instance, I did have a stick or a baton or a bat or a length of wood <laughs> or a shaft or a rod. <laughs> See, callbacks.
Yeah. Uh, I found out it's the five-year anniversary of the FBI coming to our front door and letting me know that I was on an ISIS hit list. But, Man, we should have looked that up before we shared that anecdote on the podcast like last week or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> the timing like we, was out there. Yeah, we talked about that pretty recently, and now we get to celebrate by bringing it up again. Older <laughs> <laughs> yes. callbacks. Yes. So I think that covers up the uh, ye old news for the week, which is quite a bit of it. So let's hit ye old mailbag. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. Uh, so uh, Klutz Zero begins by asking, uh, do you think the Q conference organizers like Clay Clark will remain constant in his place as a facilitator? Or do you think they're going to try for even more influence or maybe run for office? Uh Clay Clark, I haven't read up that much about. He does seem like a very uh, deluded and messianic figure. Uh, A person like people like this that get into QAnon and then get into like a level of like promoting and running events and organizing. Like it doesn't really kind of like stop there. They're always looking for the next scam. They're always looking for the next move. Like QAnon John who is the guy that ran the last rally where they they ran Will Summer out of the room. They wouldn't let Travis View uh, attend, even though he had paid for his ticket. They, like, sent, they sent Travis an email saying, hey, uh, we know who you are. You're not allowed to come. Here's your refund, buddy. He should, uh, he should file a class action lawsuit against them for trillions yes. of dollars. Yes. Not, not letting him attend their birthday party. Yeah, they, they violated his First Amendment rights by le- not letting him go to their convention. But like guys like that, I mean, it's all about just keeping the scam going. And it's all about making money and keeping your name out there. So if running these conventions is keeping it, is making it work, they'll still they'll stick to that. If it's not making it work, yeah, they'll run for dog catcher or they'll do something. I mean, the the ultimate scam for these people is uh, running in, in a campaign that they have no chance of winning. There's this woman um, whose name I can't even remember, and I shouldn't even give her the attention of actually remembering it, who's running in uh, AOC's district against her and is like all over QAnon uh, Telegram being like, put a real American in Congress, vote for me. And it's like, you're going to get like 30% of the vote if you're lucky. Like AOC's district is so goddamn blue. It's an ocean. I mean, it's like you, you and, and you know this, you know, you're, you know, running as a Republican in that district, you have no chance of winning. You're only doing this as a scam. So, I, I mean, I could run against uh, Paul Gosert or Louis Gohmert somewhere as just a avowed anti-QAnon, openly atheist, like proud lib, but no one would give me a nickel because, like, the scam doesn't work on the Some left. Some sort of proud boy. Yeah, that's me. Proud proud soft boy, Mike Rains. But uh, this scam doesn't work on the left. If you run a doomed, quixotic campaign like on, on our side of things, people get mad if you give us money. Like, uh, when that when, uh, when McConnell was running for re-election in Kentucky – uh, people were like, don't give his opponent money. Like, she can't win. Like, McConnell's just going to smoke her. Like, you're just throwing that money in a fireplace if you give it to her. So it's like that that scam is just not – it's not as embraced on our side as it is on their side. Like, their side, like, please run run against Nancy Pelosi. Run against Adam Schiff. Run against all these people in these 
hyper blue city uh, district or states. Like, uh, I really prefer that you donate that money to the scientific efforts to create the serum that will keep Bernie Sanders alive long enough to run in 2024. <laughs> that would be awesome. To primary and yeah. then oh. and then still not reach out to minorities. Oh, oh, just being more popular with minorities is part of the serum. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Bernie might be able to do it. Come on, Bernie three This this time we'll actually go to South Carolina and listen to people. That'll be uh, that'll be incredible. Oh yeah, he's got uh, it. This picture time for, picture for sure. of like like taking the serum and like it smooths up like some of the wrinkles on him, but he just starts talking an aggressive jive like that seated airplane. <laughs> oh God. Because because these liberal super scientists think that's what reaching out to black community is, uh, and <laughs> and now we and those liberal scientists have been canceled. But uh, yes, yeah, so uh, thank you for the question, uh, um, Clutch Zero. Uh, no one asks, do you want Q to post again? No, no, fuck you. No, uh, no interest because um, those these people are addicts, and if Daddy ever came back home. They wouldn't care. They wouldn't care that Q got fucking everything wrong and bricked everything. It was a total piece of shit. If Q just posted some crap like the plan continues, Q, bam, they'd be right on board. Oh, they'd be right on board. Just addicts needing a fix and just getting getting another hit. That's all they would want. Uh, it'd be the worst. Like, what, what, what if I what if I could guarantee you that the return of Q would allow us to podcast as a as as our primary source of income? <laughs> well, what if the return oh, of Q would, would, oh, would secure yeah. <laughs> real monkeys paw kind of situation? Yeah, I wish our podcast would be incredibly successful. Monkeys paw, yeah. bam, a million Q drops. It's like fuck, just actually aggressively destroying the world for our own money like i've said this like so many times like to people to people like in, in my in my world and i it was also i think on the on the hbo q and on documentary when they talked to the qaa guys like one of them even said it like the worse it is for the world the better it is for our podcast and it's just that kind of like just having to live with that like tension in your brain that like terrible stuff gives you great content it's like, i mean uh, we literally started this podcast and it, uh like together and like q stopped posting almost immediately you yeah, we you, scared him off it, yeah, yeah. Who, who who do you who do you fucks have to thank for scaring q off it's us we yeah, did. yeah. <laughs> my, my solo podcast q had no fucks with it the moment sergeant l jumped on the train q was like i'm out yeah guys no, got too fuck much that. yeah but also if any of our listeners are ever afraid of us uh you know wanting the world to burn for our glorious clicks well, then I've got good news for them. Sarge and I do a spinoff podcast called Binge Where Do You See? <laughs> and if you ever want to start listening to that, then, uh, you know, maybe we could put a little more attention talking about positive stuff instead of <laughs> the world being on fire, conservative style. Yeah. Uh, but until such a time, uh, please come back, Daddy Q. Uh, your boy L <laughs> would like a paycheck. Please, please, Daddy Q. May Uh-oh. I have a paycheck? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, uh, yeah, so thank you, no one, for the question. Uh, Traplord Flecko asks, "Y'all fuck with Babylon Five? I do. Uh, this show used to be the Babylon Five Five. Uh, I don't think my co-hosts are much on the B Five, but uh, uh, no, I recently started rewatching it, and one of our prototype uh, binge-worthy episodes uh, that like wisely got buried. We talked about Babylon Five because I had been watching it. It is hokey and fun, and uh, yeah." Babylon 5 is cool. 
I just remember its time slot being awkward for young L because young L would rather have been running around outside than watching sci-fi shows. And then by the time I came home from running around, uh, Babylon Five wasn't on because it didn't. Ha- it didn't have one of the cherry primetime slots. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, ba- Babylon Five. I mean, if 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 we ever do the sub sub uh, Babylon Five Five podcast again, uh, I'll be. I'm there. I am there yesterday. That's a that, that's a J. Michael Straczynski's joint, right? Yes, yes, it is. Man, when is like Amazon or somebody? When the fuck are they going to pick up Rising Stars? Huh. Oh God, I loved Rising Stars. It's like Amazon has such a lusty pan full of bone for these adult themed uh, superhero shows. It's like yeah. go for some Rising Stars, man. Yep, Rising Stars is really good. I highly recommend it. They, maybe uh, they could do it a uh, quote unquote animated like they did Invincible, where it looks like a Flash cartoon from the year two thousand. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, where, where it's just like here, here, here are all of your favorite main main characters that you know and love from the comic book, but. As if though they were glued on popsicle sticks and being waved around in front of your face. <laughs> so uh, thank you for the question, Traveler and Flecko. Uh, Wine Cooler, spelled uh, W-H-I-N-E, asks, uh, Have you seen any parlor telegram right-wing talk of violence on August uh, August the 13th when Trump is said to be re- re-inaugurated and stop the steal 2.0, as it were? We just uh, got I, that. Right. I, I, I haven't seen – I mean, they're usually very um, reticent to talk about uh, gatherings now because in QAnon lore, 1-6 was some sort of weird false flag FBI entrapment, even though uh, actually Babbitt's totally a hero and was the greatest, most honorable person who was unjustly executed by somebody who were desperate to dox because he may have been a black cop that shot her, all of that stuff. Like, they're, they really – Every time that someone talks about, hey, we should have a gathering in this place, like every other QAnon person is like, no, do not go to the gathering. The gathering is a trap. So uh, they are very much against the appearance of uh, forming in massive numbers anywhere. (laughs) They finally learned. Yeah, they finally learned that like us showing up in large numbers leads to some of us being dumb chuckleheads that that do bad things, and then we have to blame those bad things on Black Lives Matter or Antifa or the FBI or somebody because we didn't do it because we're white. White people never commit violence. So whether or not they're jibber jabbered about it, do you think that anything's going to pop off on the Friday the thirteenth? I doubt it. I I because the thing is is that. The rest of them, Mike Lindell's going to do his dumb shit, and then the rest of them are going to do the whole "none shall know the hour." Don't like get like caught up in dates because that's how you get set, set yourself up for disappointment. Boggle, boggle. The plan will reveal itself when the time is right, and they're going to try to uh, tamp down expectations as much as possible. Even though Mike Lindell's going to be running around screaming, "You have no idea how great these packet captures are." the greatest capturing of packets you've ever seen it's happening trump's president tomorrow someone I mean, it's taught just, that old man a word and he just is like drunk on it they're gonna the, wheel out cyber mcafee oh with his, with his endless amount of data incriminating the libs that he was just sitting on until such a time as his death yeah oh god that'd be so that'd be the greatest thing in the world uh, so, uh, thank you for the question. Uh, Narc asks, I hope this hasn't been asked yet, but what do you see Ron and Jim moving on to after they've dumped Q? Uh, Ron has a little pull of the community, but it's not, it's obviously not as strong as it was when he was Q. 
Uh, Jim is just doing Jim shit, but Ron, Ron's a grasper. Ron's a grasping little boy that wants to get to the big boy chair. So Ron right now is just all about the Arizona audit and how it's totally going to expose all the corruption and tear down the world. Ron just wants to go to QAnon conventions and talk and pretend that he wasn't Q and get people to cheer for him because being the man behind the curtain wasn't enough for him. He wants to be Oz, but in public. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I feel like, honestly, in like five years when it won't be like bad to say it, Ron's going to admit he's Q at some point. He's going to be so desperate for attention at some point down the line. He's going to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I was Q. I, I, I did those drops. I was posting them. You think he's going to uh, try to parlay it into a book deal? He might, but I, I just feel like he's going to just – he's going to lose all of the things that make him uh, – Someone worthy of attention. And My then, God, you mean even his stupid Wagyu hat? Perhaps. It, 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 his Wagyu hat will, much like your umbrella, get caught in the wind one of these days and, and whisk away off into the sunset. We've what talked about, his about, this, what about his body pillow? Uh, <laughs> the body pillow will probably remain in, in, in used for all sorts of vile uh, purposes. Like sleeping. Yes. Like, like lumbar support. Yes. Oh, God. Uh, and Ron also will- cummies. <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, totally worth it. Just for the look at Sarge's face. No. That's but right. We, I've, I've invoked the horrible word to get a uh, laugh out of you. Uh, but we've talked about this. He can't ever, like, even if he does, no one's going to believe, none of the people that matter will believe him. Because everyone that has a braid already knows he's Q and... But I, I mean, I think it'll be more along the lines of like, he'll do it as a sort of like a thing where he'll explain what Q really was, because a lot of them have all, have said this whole thing about like how Q wasn't really a super secret spy. Q was really there to open our eyes and make us see the truth and that kind of stuff. So like right. down down the road, Ron will just like go on OAN or Russia Today or whoever will have him and explain that like, I was just there to wake people up to what the libs were doing. I was just trying to show people the truth. And I, I had to play a little bit of a character. Had to give him a little song and dance, but that was what it was really all about. And I mean, it's like I just feel like that's going to be his last desperate attempt at like trying to make a few bucks. And QAnon will completely disown him at that point, but he really won't care because it's going to get him on television for a couple more times. And that's the last. Or maybe time maybe by then Q will be so desperate for Daddy to come home that he'll they will embrace him. Can you imagine how they how horrible it would be if they were emboldened by an openly out Q? That would be great. That would be incredible. They're like, "Yay, Ron Watkins is Q, and he's posting again. We love him." That would be that'd be the best. They would just totally admit that all they're looking for is just someone to placate them and tell them what they want to hear. It'd be great. I mean, we already know that, but yeah. they they don't. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, they never will because they are dumb dumbs. Yeah, yeah. They they are the dumb dumbs and or the easily impressionable. Yeah, <sighs> take your pick. <laughs> uh, Sub Zero Shirt Art asks uh, anecdotal, but it seems like there's less praising of Trump as an infallible 3D chess master coming from Q folk. Is he losing? Is losing him losing the election starting to sink in? Is not exactly being the brightest move on his part. I, I don't know that him losing the election isn't seen as a bright move, but what I feel is happening more is they're changing the myth of Trump from unassailable hero that uh, rode into the presidency on the shadows of Q on the, on the shoulders of Q team and getting ready to crush the deep state to being more of a plucky underdog that won the presidency against impossible odds and then spent four years in office 
fighting this monolithic evil and trying to hold it back. Like he's going to go from being the conqueror to more of an Arthurian tragedy where we had the, the brief shining moment of Camelot before the darkness snuffed out the candle again. Because uh, that's the only way they can make the story work in reality. Because, I mean, if Trump was truly the big ass kicker that kicked all the ass, he would have won re-election and jailed Hillary Clinton and Obama. And he didn't. So now we got to try to explain why that happened the way it did. I mean, like... In Christianity, like the the Messiah was supposed to like lead an army to like conquer the forces of evil and save the world, and when Jesus didn't do that and instead he got crucified, they're like, "Oh shit, rewrite!" So then they had to explain what the Messiah did now. So like that's the kind of thing that like is the, the story. I mean, what, like what we story. meant was that he was going to conquer evil with an army of tolerance. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, oh. and, and, and his, his powerful armaments of forgiveness. And uh, mercy. Yes, that's exactly right. I mean, if you had read the original book, you would have gotten that if, from yeah, the context. You, you big, you big idiots! You're the ones who are wrong and dumb. Gotta read, gotta read the cliff notes. Right. Uh, Amanda Scallon asks, "I don't know who's the cleanest out of you three, and I'm voting not L." Like, thanks, Amanda, for that rather weird scathing attack on L. Wow! Yeah. Wow, <laughs> savage. Uh, I mean, I'm not especially clean or messy. I mean, it, it comes down to more of tidiness, right? Because I'm not like prone to making actual messes. So it's really about like the amount of stuff just like I sort of leave around. And oh. I think I probably just leave less stuff around than Sarge in general. Uh, I'm I'm very uh, cluttered. I'm kind of guy. I, I can see Sarge's table right now and it is uh, a disaster. Now, notice I haven't said anything about Mike yet. That's because, oh, boy. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, I'm the, I'm the biggest slob that ever existed. I'm absolutely the worst. Again, okay. it's mostly a clutter thing. I've just been in several rooms with Mike Raids that he would be in charge of decluttering, and there's just like a Nordic track covered in magic cards, like full holding up like a wobbly stack of VHS cassettes. I'm just like, what? Yeah, that's me. Why do you live your life like you're in an attic? That's me. I am. I am an episode of horrors just waiting to happen. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's not. I'm. I'm definitely the absolute worst when it comes to clutter. Uh, no, not even. Not even a chance. So yeah. When it comes uh, to workspace, I mean, forget about it. My workspace is immaculate. For whatever reason, I, I need to have my workspace to be like the maximum amount of clean. Even if I can let my like bedroom or whatever get a little untidy. Um, but yeah, when I'm, when I'm working, like I'm always just sort of like notorious for being like the semi-neurotic person that's constantly cleaning up our workspace and reorganizing stuff. I used to do that shit all the time at GameStop when I had downtime and I worked for that horrible company. I would just be like rearranging stuff and making like re-alphabetizing cabinets and making them look all neat, nice and neat and organizing paperwork and such. (laughs) How dare you? How dare you listener? How dare you imply that I, that I probably the, the grossest out of us. I'm probably the least gross out of us. Uh, yeah, I'll stand by that. That's pretty true. I will, I will second that motion. The resolution carries now in my early twenties and mid twenties, I did live in an, an apartment with some other chaps, my age before we were fully formed humans and uh, that apartment did get pretty gross for a while. So you're not completely like out of the ballpark. There was a time when I was gross and living like a savage. And uh, we had a we had something in the house called the original party mouse because when we would party. The party mouse would appear. <laughs> 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 one time it was sitting on the couch with me. I looked over and it, we locked eyes. And for a second, nothing happened. And then it realized that I was probably too massive for it to 
to be fucking just chilling with on the couch. So when I went, oh, what's up, Party Mouse? It ran off really quickly. But for a while, <laughs> we had a moment where we were just sort of coexisting. Oh, uh, that's now the official mascot of the podcast is Party Mouse. So uh, feel free to submit all your fan art for Party Mouse. Part, um, yeah, Party Mouse is a DJ. You, yeah. you, can, you can pour one out for Party Mouse and his family. They got poisoned by our <laughs> <laughs> So uh, two, two questions to wrap up the show. Uh, Jacob asks, um, didn't QAnon say that Rudy was the greatest, smartest lawyer who would solve everything? Uh, how does he that he lost his law, law license stack up with them? And the fact that Trump is not going to pay him. Uh, just uh, disinformation is necessary. Whenever reality, whenever reality hits these people with a punch, they deny reality for as long as they can. And then eventually, if they can't deny it any further, then they'll pivot to some sort of nonsense and gobbledygook in order to try to... Yeah, I mean, eventually they're just going to be like, we've always hated Giuliani. You can't prove otherwise. Right. I mean, Q, Q told them to trust Ray, and now Ray is the head of the FBI under Biden talking about how QAnon's a domestic terrorist group. And they're like, fuck Ray. Ray's a piece of shit. I mean, it's just... It's we're, so... we're at Ray Palmer, the Adam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got fooled. By yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen, and we don't stand by anyone that that happens to. Right, exactly. And uh, finally, for the questions we've been asked this week, uh, Existential Dreadlocks asks, uh, can I be a smartass and ask what the meaning of life is? Uh, obviously 42, as it were. Yeah. So, Boo, uh, fuck that reference. That reference is dead to us. Man, <laughs> what, a, what an overplayed piece of shit reference that is now. Holy God. Can you imagine being at like? Can you imagine having been a nerd? Well, you guys don't have to imagine. You're in the same boat as I am. I was a nerd. I read those books when it was appropriate for a nerd in like middle school or whatever. I was like, oh man, I'm so clever. I love towels. I love 42. Yeah, yeah. And and then like all of a sudden like nerd nerddom became popular enough where 42 just crept in as like a reference that's omnipresent. Yeah. Like whenever you're watching a TV show now and they go to like a hotel room, oh, it's room 42. Or they have to type in something into a tub keypad. Oh, 42. God damn, I hate that reference. Like, 42 is the new Monty Python anything. <laughs> but yeah, Monty Python, holy shit. Uh, the I, thing, I definitely grew up with that being yeah, like my, a huge thing. Yeah, my thing with Hitchhiker's Guide was like after the... I mean, the fourth book was kind of weak, but then after that, oh my God, it just went right off a cliff. Like, he just <clears throat> he just lost the plot so aggressively. Yeah, see, I remember the, the, the first one is great. The second one is, like, pretty good. The third one, I think, was the one for me where it started to start, like, the, 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 the carriage started to rattle. Like, the chassis started to give a little. And you're yeah. just like, oh boy. And then, yeah, by the time the fourth or fifth books came around, holy shit. Oh boy, were those books bad? Yeah, oh jeez, Rick. Yeah, when, when he when he just winked uh, Arthur Dent's girlfriend out of existence in like the late book, and it was just like, didn't even didn't even try to explain why he wrote her out. He was just like, she's gone, she's gone because reasons. Because I just need Arthur to be in this spot, and he couldn't be in that spot if he had a woman. So now he doesn't have a woman, and just get over it. And it's just like, man, that is storytelling. Just clean. And it's just oh my god. You know, and is this is it the third book or whatever? I, I was I remember even as a kid like rolling my eyes when when it got to the part where they learned how to fly because it was just like very obviously just like somebody like it was just sort of like takes hit from takes a big hit off of a joint. What if flying was just like falling down and then like forgetting to hit the ground, man? And it's like, oh, that's so lazy. What is happening? Anyway, so <laughs> yeah. uh, we we should probably go back to answering the question that the meaning of life, right? I mean. <laughs> I could just be like a like a like a dumb cynical atheist and be like to procreate 
to consume <laughs> and procreate. Am I right, guys? I'm so edgy. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Time to go. Time to go read Johnny the Homicidal Maniac like a real cool kid. <laughs> um, I don't know. the the older the, the older I get, uh, the older I get, the more that I uh, I come around to the idea that like, the meaning of life the meaning of life is just is goofs. Like all I ever want to do in life is just to like make people like crack up. That's so. That's my meaning of life. Yeah. Japen. Yep. That's <laughs> it, kind of me. I mean, that's the kind of way I feel about it too. Is just like trying to like make someone else's day a little bit better. Just trying to not be just like just be just be good. That's really all. That's all I got. Is just that. Just like try to try to do a little good in the world. Uh, I got a I got a message from uh, one of the one of the blue check marks that like fights QAnon. And uh, he told me, hey, I was interviewing someone and uh, they said that your debunking posts on Twitter were the first thing that helped them take the the path out of QAnon. And I was just like, holy shit, like that, that that means the world to me. So like, I guess that, that, like, that's kind of like my ethos in like manifesting that like I helped somebody like see the light about this bullshit. And so just like score, it was great. I'm just here to fucking have a good time and help other people have a good time. That's uh, sort yeah, of, I think, I think it's just like, uh, you know, do what you can. Don't be a dick. Like Will Wheaton said, uh, yeah. I mean, I hate that I have to pull from him, but it, it really is succinct. Like, just don't be a dick. Yeah. And uh, so finally, our uh, ch- our, enu- our question enumerous, as it were, from Chairman Walkman is, uh, what are you excited for? Uh, um, oh, there's a there's a bunch a bunch of shit coming out at the end of the month, um, and I, I stomped right all over you. I'm sorry. No, go go go. Floor's yours. Um, the, there's a bunch of new seasons for stuff coming out, but even though I'm not excited for the movie, I am excited to see a, a Marvel movie in theaters for the first time in oof, a year and a half. Too. like I, I don't remember what the last one was and we we got black widow coming up could could be a better one but it, it's a marvel movie in theaters and i really enjoy that experience I, I keep forgetting that it's coming out that's like this weekend right yep i got i gotta try to make my way to the theater with some people and see that one for sure yeah hell i mean uh I think it's, I think it comes out that it comes out in a couple of days and it should be it should be out soon. We might be able to see it together. I mean, that's definitely possible. So, yeah, oh shit, come, yeah, my god, uh, what the fuck am I excited about? Uh, I don't know. I've got the week off, which you would think like would be exciting, but really, I, I don't have anything to convert it into besides just bumming around and sleeping in late, which is yeah. you know rewarding in its own way. But after a couple of days, you just get sort of bored with that. So I don't know. I'm gonna try to. I'm probably gonna try to create something. Be that just like stuff for my D and D game or whatever. But I'm I'm excited to try to convert all the downtime I have into doing something uh, with a little forward momentum to it. Yeah. Uh, I also am working on Operation Forward Momentum for something because the um, the the Boston adventure that I went on this past week like really opened my eyes to the idea of doing like that kind of thing. Cause I, me and a bunch of people right before COVID had talked about me trying to open up an escape room business, do that kind of stuff. And then this silly little thing in bot in Boston that I did, it's like, Oh my God, if you can just uh, find like a geocaching app 
that like pops up stuff and makes people solve riddles. You can just build escape rooms anywhere on the planet. And that seems like a really fun idea. So uh, me being a Luddite. Um, oh, geez. Which, uh, which of you fucks, uh, which you fucks went and told Mike Rains about geocaching? We all, we all had this meeting. And we all got together and said, hey, Mike Raids could never find out about geocaching. <laughs> Otherwise, it will ruin him. He'll probably say uh, something high-minded, like, you can build an escape room anywhere. They've, they've, opened, they've opened the doors. They've ruined, they've ruined me. But, uh, yeah, so, like, that's, like, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's ever going to come to anything because uh, I, I got to find someone that can actually explain how uh, to make an app, but. And that, and again, I'd have no clue. But uh, beyond that, uh, I'm just excited because uh, sport, like the final good sports ball before football returns this fall, is is culminating. Uh, this, the hockey is about to end in a couple, maybe, probably tonight. And if not, there's only three more games maximum before it's over. Basketball only has six more games left, and that's going to be exciting to see who wins the championships there. And then sports are dead until uh, the, the NFL gets back to going because baseball. Until Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers return. Yes. To assert dominance over Washington football team. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and the very happy to be in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers battling the very well-named Washington football team. All of these things are accurate. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's so like that's going to be fun to watch those games and just listening to all the different people uh, have their hot sports takes about this, that, and the other thing and uh, who's going to win, who's going to lose, and how much money are they going to lose in the result. So uh, that's and then after that, I get to be, I don't know, sports sad for a long time. Because if you are capable of watching regular season baseball and enjoying it, then God help you. I mean, the only thing you can make an incredibly boring game like baseball even worse is if there's no stakes involved. And that's what this is. It's like, oh, they won last night. So what does that mean? Nothing. They're going to play 100 more games after that one. Oh, Wow. Yeah, they're like one two hundredth of the way towards the championship or whatever. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like whoa, have with it. because <laughs> yeah, b- baseball was invented before radio, so yeah, yeah. It, it needed to just take a long time. Yeah, <laughs> like hey, come to the baseball stadium and fill your whole day sitting around like around other people and cheer for your favorite team as they stand around doing nothing. Yeah. And then come back and do it again tomorrow and the next day and for the entire summer, most of the fall, and then we'll come right back and do it again in the spring next year because it never ends. It's just this interminable, permanent slog of a season. So, yes. We need to, we need to write the, the, the next great like sports novel or whatever about uh, an embittered person who is wildly, naturally talented at baseball but hates it. So they resolve to become the greatest pitcher the world has ever known. Because if they just strike out everybody, then no one has to suffer through baseball. That's called Air, <laughs> that's called Airbud Ten. I'm I'm there. I'm I'm good with uh, Air. I'm, I'm good with a dog striking everybody out and just. I don't want to baseball. work with an animal actor. It, the dog, not, not because you hate animals. They're just real divas. Yeah, we'll CGI the dog. It'll it'll be really uh, it'll, it'll the the dog will be done in the style of the of the artwork of Invincible. It's like paw will v- vaguely move, and then the ball will like flutter towards the other person, and then dip or swerve or whatever, and they'll miss. And the bat will you'll see the bat like wave blurrily at the ball and not hit it. It'll be great. It'll be incredible. I don't want to work with an animal actor. Is the only phrase I know how to speak in Russian, thanks to my porno days. 
And on that note, we're gonna go ahead and drive the, boat, drive the fuck out of Hell World. <laughs> we're gonna get some 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 bestiality uh, joke in the rearview window and head out. <laughs> uh, if you somehow enjoyed what you're listening to, uh, you can go ahead and continue to support the podcast uh, by telling a friend, giving us a five star review or a thumbs up or whatever uh, the sort of you know. Uh, smashing of a button you need to do on whatever podcast service you have available is, uh, you know, kneel at the altar, however you do that, depending on where you get the podcast. Um, if you have any money and you'd like to donate it to the cause, uh, well, first of all, we appreciate you. And second of all, uh, you can do that by visiting patreon.com slash poker politics. Uh, anybody who uh, jumps on our Patreon $5 and above tiers gets access to our bonus content. Uh, all of our bonus content, which currently includes two full series, uh, well, series that are being dropped episode to episode. Uh, Cabalin, which is me and the gang talking about the fall of the Cabal series by Janet O, and a Mike Rain solo outfit, The Foulest Deed, talking about the assassination of JFK, who is totally dead, unlike his son, who is totally alive. Mm. If you have money and you don't want to donate to us, we totally understand. Uh, but if it's burning a hole in your pocket and you want to do some good with it, you can donate it to love146.org, whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. And that's according to their website itself. That's a direct quote, people. So, yeah, that seems like a pretty good vision to me. Why aren't you donating your money to them or us or them? Whichever one you feel like. As always, we have to say thank you to some people to help make the show go. Uh, we'd like to start with our good friend DJ Minimal Effort, who provided our intro song, but it's still too cool for social media. So, you know, I guess just open a window and shout out into the open air. Thank you, DJ Minimal Effort, if you'd ever like to give him any props, uh, because there's nowhere for us to direct you to. However, we can direct you to our buddy Frosty over at FrostyVO on Twitter. He is the voice of Q when we need it, but most of you will recognize him as the voice of all of our delicious bumps and our sweet, sweet content warning at the beginning to let you know that we are probably going to make a joke about having sex with a dog. Uh, speaking of having sex with a dog, if you'd like to listen to our other podcast, Sarge and I do, uh, that's called Binge Wordy. It actually doesn't have anything to do with bestiality. It's a pop media podcast where we talk about stuff we've been watching, reading, uh, playing, or otherwise consuming. And you can find us uh, on Twitter at Binge Wordy. That's B-I-N-G-E-W-O-R-D-Y. And you can find the podcast spelled the same way wherever podcasts are provided. And that is going to be it for us for another successful episode of the Avengers and Hell World podcast. We sure been happy to have you with us this week, as every week. And as always, I have been your co-host, Hell World L, signing off for my co-host, Hell World Sarge, and our QAnon expert, Mr. Mike Rains. Good speed, patriots. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.